The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss how to modernize your digital marketing strategies and analytics. Joining us is Steve Kiger, who is the Chief Product Officer at RocketSource, which is a progressive digital services company providing innovative solutions in strategy, consulting, creative technology, data, and operations. Grounded in end-to-end customer experience and intelligent operations, RocketSource solves complex challenges for some of the world's most disruptive and market-leading brands. And today, Stephen and I are going to talk about how to go through a digital transformation. Okay, here's my conversation with Steve Kiger, Chief Product Officer at RocketSource. Steve, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Hey, thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Excited to have you on the show and excited to talk a little bit about modernization of how companies think about digital marketing. We've been doing this for, I don't know, 10 to 20 years, depending on what your brand is, focusing on digital, and it's changing every day. Uh, first off, tell us a little bit about your background, about your company, and let's talk about some digital marketing modernization. Yeah, absolutely. My name's Steve again, and I am one of the founders. There's three of us here at Rockasource, and my personal background is actually, I have a degree in marketing and finance, but I really was drawn toward design. I did, you know, logo design, branding design, morphed that into website design back in college. Ultimately got really into the UI UX field and app design and then uh, merged in my design consulting company, Creative Studio, with a technology company as well as a strategic consulting company to form Rockasource. Rockasource is a technology consulting company focused specifically on digital transformation and really humanizing data. So, Stephen, you're coming at this from the perspective of merging both the art and the science of marketing. You have a marketing background, you understand finance, but at heart, you're on some level a creative and you're working with a lot of technologists. I'm sure that this is useful for a lot of companies that are thinking about how to improve their digital transformation, something that you've worked on with a lot of brands. First off, tell us what a digital transformation is. It's obviously going to totally depend on the company. We work with a lot of Fortune 15 brands up to startups. So a large company is going to have a completely different mindset of what digital transformation is versus a startup. But from a large perspective, the goal of digital transformation is about relevancy. How does your business stay relevant in a very rapid paced environment? 
I believe the CEO of Walmart came out like a month ago or two months ago, and he stated, we could go away at any minute. Think about that, right? The CEO of Walmart is saying we could go away. Walmart as a brand could go away at any minute. Everything is moving so quickly and so rapidly. So how do you remain relevant is ultimately the crux of what digital transformation is. So for one company, digital transformation might be they have no qualitative data. I'm sure most of your guests know about Qualtrics and they were purchased by SAP. Qualitative data is very, very important, uh, not only from your customer side, but also your internal employee side as well. So it could be qualitative data. They just don't have any data or maybe they have some data and it hasn't been democratized across the organization. Maybe marketing knows some of the data questions they've asked, but the technology company side of the company or the customer content team doesn't know about it. So maybe it's qualitative data. So that's one way. Another digital transformation initiative might be they have too much data. They have what people would call data lakes and the data isn't talking to each other. It's unstructured. It's not clean. So a lot of companies will go through a digital transformation, which is all about data, cleaning up the data, scrubbing it, putting it into a platform and ultimately democratizing it or getting it out to the organization. So the other silos of the organization can also understand what's going on. So I understand the approach of looking at the data. When a brand comes to you and says, we want to modernize, right? We want to improve or increase our digital footprint. I am imagining a lot of this is move offline to online. What's the strategy that you walk through and how do you figure out if someone has a data lake or a data desert? So the first thing we always do with new clients is we will go through a, a initial consultation with them. It could be a month to three month engagement where mostly we're focused on the three P's, people, process, and platform. You know, are there gaps in the people that are currently in the organization, the platforms that they're using? So maybe a tech stack, understanding what technology they're currently using, where they might need to engage in new technology, and then the processes. What are their current processes in place to get jobs done? And that could be from marketing to technology to strategy. It doesn't really matter. So really what we'll do is we'll come in and do a one to three month engagement. And then the ultimate goal of that is what we do is what's called a business impact analysis, BIA for short. And what we'll do is we'll come in and present to them what we've found, what we've uncovered in terms of the very quick three P's analysis. And that's going to include the next maybe year engagement of what we'll do for them or what we'll help them do where we see improvements from cost perspective to process perspective. And then we will lay out a foundation or a timeline to get that done. So we will help them execute if they want to on that engagement. So I understand the notion of a consulting project, people product platform being the process. That's a lot of P's. Now it definitely feels like it's something that marketers should be doing. This seems like a problem that is facing big nostalgic brands, legacy brands, where they're trying to move from, you know, like I said before, offline to online. But you mentioned that you're also doing this for relatively early stage startups. Talk to me about how that's possible and how younger companies are going through digital transformations and why is that the case? With smaller companies, the data is super, super important. A lot of companies aren't gathering data, or if they are, they're not sure what to do with that. So a lot of what we'll do is help them understand how to gather data, how to ask the right questions from a qualitative perspective. Are they asking the questions at the right time of a customer journey? It might be when they purchase the product, the customer buys the product. It might be three months after they buy the product, or it might be three months before they buy the product. So really asking the right questions at the right time is super important. And then ultimately taking all that data and actually analyzing it and closing the loop. And by closing the loop, I mean telling anyone in the organization what you found 
the ultimate goal of any sort of data initiative is take that data, analyze it, and then actually tell people, democratize that data analysis and allow them to make changes based on that data. So you're informing the right decisions at the right time based on data, right? Instead of assumptions. And the problem with a lot of small startups is let's say you have five employees is the CEO is the main decision maker. And sometimes his assumptions might not be right based on the data that's coming in. So really what we like to do is focus on analyzing the data that comes in and allowing the companies to ask the right questions at the right time and making decisions based on that. We're talking about digital transformations and how a lot of this is about the aggregation understanding of data. And my thought as a digital transformation is we have to move from being brick and mortar to having a digital storefront. We're moving to digital assets or we're moving our products from being physical products to digital. Help me reconcile the difference between the two, you know, refreshing our website and making sure that people think of us as a modern brand. I guess that's sort of a branding exercise and the type of digital transformation that you're talking about. Digital transformation as a whole is definitely a lot more than that. Again, Walmart right now is going through a massive digital transformation. And that's what he was speaking about when he was talking about what they were doing. So as you know, Walmart has a very large digital footprint. So digital transformation not necessarily is anything to do with taking a company from offline to online. I think most companies nowadays have a web presence of some sort. What it is, is looking at the data, strategizing based on what you come up with, and then ultimately coming up with a game plan to make those changes. So really, when you think of digital, you think of data, right? I mean, that is the forefront of any company out there that has any sort of digital footprint is the data that's coming in, making sure that, again, you get it and you scrub it and you clean it. And then you gain, glean insights from that data is what's most important. So that would be the big difference. Data transformation in general has nothing to do with taking an offline company and bringing it online. It's more about maintaining relevancy, but also taking all the information that you have and then creating insights based off that information. So talk to me about some of the common problems that people have when they're going through a digital transformation. What's the, oh, we've seen this a million times type of problem? The biggest problem you're going to have with large organizations is getting buy-in from anyone and everyone, from the C-suite down to the managers to the guy that's making the design changes. So the largest thing you need to do when you do a digital transformation is get buy-in from the highest level and then communicate that all the way down. One thing that we do, again, going back to our BIA analysis, our business impact analysis, is when we go and present our findings to a company, large or small, is we actually print out very large poster-sized printouts and we give that to them and we tell them to actually put them in their cubicles or their offices so everyone in the organization can see what's going on. You know, there's something to be said about actually having a physical product, a physical entity. Everything's digital now, back to digital transformation. But it is also very nice sometimes to print things out and actually put them on the boards. So we found really high success with if you can get buy-in from the highest level down to the lowest level, you're going to get a lot more support and it's going to continue and sustain momentum. So really the biggest thing is, is as you start to go and you start to actually execute on the strategy is how do you sustain momentum? And it's that. It's making sure everyone understands what you're doing and they obviously are buying into that idea. And ultimately, you're going to have better success if you are communicating that correctly to the entire organization. I'm sure I've said this on the podcast a couple of times, but I think about digital marketing a little bit like dating. It has to be the right person, right place, right time. And that's why the data that we have as marketers is so important. Talk to me about how digital transformation and this notion of 
collecting the right amount of data, making sure that you have the right plumbing, that it's getting to the right people, affects marketing specifically. How is it something that's trickling down to the customer and the way that we communicate with them? I always like to say no tool is a silver bullet, right? You can't just implement some new fancy qualitative software or any sort of quantitative software and that's going to solve all your problems. For us, it really starts with what we call story vesting, which is our methodology. This is something that we firmly believe in here at Rockasource. And we have a very large post on it. I'm not going to go too far down into the weeds of what story vesting is, but it was built on the foundation from our chief partner, which is Buckley Barlow. Very successful entrepreneur. He's launched and sold a few companies. And what a great name, Buckley Barlow. Yeah, Buckley Barlow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome guy, super smart guy. But he built this methodology from 35 plus years of experience from consulting with companies like Apple to Ford to Costco and many other large companies. And really at the core of what story vesting is, if you imagine for all the listeners out there, it's hard to explain without actually seeing visual, but imagine two concentric circles. On the left, you have what would be the business side, the brand experience side. And then on the right, you have the employee experience side. And in those concentric circles at the very core of those two is what we call the business story. It's the foundational why of why that business was started. Now, obviously, as a small startup, you're going to know that why. But as you evolve and you grow and mature, that story might change or people might not really understand why that business is there. So at the beginning, you always have to understand the business story. From there, you go into the business model. Obviously, everyone has their own business model who they're going to. Then you get to the three Ps, people, process, platforms. All three of these can take a long time. It can take months to really uncover all these. Then you have the products and services. Obviously, that's self-explanatory. Then they have the channels. Where are the channels you're going after? And then ultimately, you have what's called the customer experience or the experience itself. So you have all these layers of a business. Obviously, as we all know, business is very complex. And it's something that takes a lot of time and effort. And it continually involves. So you have the brand experience. So on the left side, you have this BX or the brand experience. And then on the right side, you have the customer experience, which again, is why are customers buying your product? And you really have two or three foundational sides of consumer psychology. And the first one is the emotional trigger. When you buy a product, no matter what it is, there's always going to be a very split second of emotional reasoning or not reasoning, emotional feeling of why you want to buy that product. Then quickly, your brain turns into the logical side. Do I really want this product? Is it going to help me solve my problem? Is it too expensive? Can I afford it? And you go through all these logical triggers to ultimately get back to an emotional trigger once you actually purchase the product. So again, if you have the right side, the customer experience side, and you have the left side, the brand experience side, our methodology believes that the closer you can get those two aligned, the better and more success you're going to have as a business. So there's a lot of really large companies that have done that really well. And that's why you see such large success. And when there is an alignment, when your customers are maybe experiencing something different than the employees are experiencing, then you'll have brand misalignment. And that's where things go away. So that's where a lot of times companies will want to look at digital transformation is because they feel like there's some sort of customer disalignment. And maybe hopefully the data is going to help them figure out how to realign those. I read a tweet the other day, and I want to say it was from Warren Buffett. Maybe it was from somebody else or somebody quoting Warren Buffett. And I'm paraphrasing, and I'm probably getting the quotation wrong and the person wrong. But the gist is, if the change in your organization is not happening faster than the change of your industry, your company's dead. And digital transformation seems to me as much as it is about 
the flow of data as it is about change management and being able to understand what's happening within your organization and how that impacts your customer experience as it is about, you know, are we able to connect our CRM to our email marketing tool? Exactly. At the crux of what this is, I think there's a few companies out there and we can thank Amazon and Netflix for this that have completely fundamentally changed how customers feel and experience other companies and brands. Netflix, for example, did such a great job of, you know, how awesome is it? I can be on my phone watching a movie and then I go onto my TV and turn on the TV and it's right at that same spot. And then I go into my iPad when I'm going to bed and it's in that next spot right there. That's an amazing customer experience. People expect that kind of experience nowadays. Amazon did the same thing with checkout. I can go on Amazon, I can click two buttons and it's going to be there in two days. So what's happened to your point is companies need to continually evolve to help facilitate the expectations of new customers because they expect it. They expect when I click a button, it's going to be purchased like Amazon. They expect when they go to a website, it's going to be a very seamless and fluid experience like Netflix. So what happens is as humans have evolved into being very picky customers, companies need to do the exact same thing. Customer expectations are rapidly changing and it requires us as marketers and us as business people and brand owners to change as well. And that's really where digital transformation comes in. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Steve Kiger, Chief Product Officer at RocketSource for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Steve, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet. His company's handle is RocketSource, R-O-C-K-E-T-S-O-U-R-C-E. Or you can visit the company's website, which is rocketsource.co. Just one link in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You could sign up for our once a week newsletter, or you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to part two of our conversation with Steve Kiger from Rocket Source, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.